Today, all over the world, there are thousands of Sino-Soviet intelligence agents with money to burn, looking for unsuspecting targets for exploitation among members of our forces. was with someone at Chili's, yes, but not like discussing it with them in person. I but thought you got like was... the slamming fajitas and then like just, you know, in your exclamation, you like attracted someone's attention and then, you know. Yeah. And, all right. But we were talking about dating apps and like um, we ended up like synthesizing a point basically because I told her, I said, if I could, um, if I could like commit seppuku and go back in time to stop dating apps from forming. I would gladly lay, lay down my life without a moment of hesitation. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, just cause of like all the crap that's happened with dating apps, like not me, not just me personally, but like, you know, talking to people about them, it just like, seems like they're awful. And so I, I said this and, and I said, they're like the worst things that's happened to dating in ever. And she was just like, she, she messaged me and she said, they really aren't. I said, they really are. And like we kept like talking back and forth. No, and you. Yeah, basically. <laughs> right, and, we, yeah. and we kept talking back and forth and eventually got to the point where um, we kind of synthesized our two points because she met her husband on dating apps. And like she was just like, I can definitely see why you would come to that conclusion because I had no clue until my husband showed me his dating app. Like before we were married, he was like, here, try this. Like try my profile and she was like i got no matches and people were ghosting me and blah 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 and this that one and the other so by the end we got to this point where i was like okay well dating apps aren't like the worst thing that ever happened since satan and she's like okay yeah i can see your point how dating apps could be bad you know for like the male dating experience and then i just i took a picture of the post where she's like where she said they really aren't and i said they really are and then i sent the uh the picture of Aristotle and Plato arguing. <laughs> 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 nice. you know, I was just like dialectics, maybe we got there. <laughs> what, I was, I've been stupid. Cause like that picture you're talking about, I was just like browsing, like <clears throat> whatever, like Wikipedia philosophy stuff. And I saw it and I was like, Oh, it's like the meme. And it's like, no, you idiot! Like it, like it has existed prior to that. Yeah, I had seen it so much. Was it like Michelangelo it like, or something? I think I was looking at Kant because I was talking about um, I talked about the Enlightenment today in class. So I just wanted to like um, make sure I wasn't I was saying like the right things about Kant or whatever. So yo, yeah. they made philosophy a real thing. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah. Um. Wait, so you talked about Kant during your enlightenment? I mean, like briefly, I I was talking like because like I can't go too into detail on anything. So I just broad strokes talked about the enlightenment, like thinking in Europe, Uh uh, like and then like like talked about it like in in combination with like the scientific revolution a bit. Just, you know, broad strokes on like changes in thinking and developments and like, you know, intellectual thinking and science and the like. And then I, I, you know, sort of talked about that leading into liberalism as a, an ideology and then how that affected the French revolution. So, cause you know, most of it, I was talking about the French revolution cause it's like a, <coughs> like a big world historical event. So I was trying to show like how it flowed into the revolution and the effects and all that. So, okay. Yeah. So, and like, as an example, I was like, here's some thinkers. I like John Locke and Voltaire and Kant, you know, and Adam Smith. I was trying to hit like, like an economic thinker, uh, like a philosophical guy and, you know, a gay guy, (laughs) Voltaire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys seen the trailer for Ben Shapiro's produced movie, Run, Hide, Fight? No. Is that like, is that what conservative like conservatives seem to just love producing these like bad movies with gun? You should all have guns messages. Yeah, is they do. What- they they do love that. Um, Which is so- crazy because like used to like fascists used to produce like actually good movies about like cops having to like take the law into their own hands and like they were actually like entertaining fun movies. But now conservatives just post these like 
wokeness is the worst thing to ever happen. So oh, it's it's about a school. Yeah, it's so the the whole like run hide fight is what they tell you to do yeah, in the yeah, event yeah. of a school shooting. And basically, the movie it's it's like a diehard meets like conservative conservatism. But um, from what I've seen from the trailer and clips of the movie, it's one really bad, um, and two, it's not like the the fun like Ben Shapiro didn't write this movie, and it's not based off of any of his work. His company just produced it, so he had no creative control over this. Yes, yeah. um, which is actually a shame because I think it probably would be much better, and I'd actually watch it if I knew that his like grubby little hands were all over it. Yeah, but, if there was some like actual evidence that this was like a clearly manipulated to serve like a, an agenda, because like that's like if it's like intentional propaganda, then like that's funner to watch. Because other than like just it being more bland or like not exactly really a message, that's yeah. what I've seen from the movie is that it is kind of your milk toast, like doesn't actually say anything and. The what makes it like conservative movies, or sorry, what makes it a conservative movie is the fact that like um, the villains are like liberals or whatever. But they portray the the villains in the movie as being like just so generic and having no characters. Like no, there's no character development about any of them, and so it's like. Why Why would I watch the movie when, one, it's not so bad that, like, it's almost unwatchable? Like, it's just a middle-of-the-road, like, oh, okay, this is just a low-budget action film. Yeah. Um, just reading very briefly on this uh, article about it. So, apparently, one of the producers behind it is, what's his name? His name's, like, Donaghy? Huh, like, like, 30 Rock. Um but apparently, like, this year, he got arrested for, like, like sexual assault. Um, That's not surprising. What's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, You're telling like, me a ho- person in Hollywood got arrested for sexual assault? Yeah. and but the he's sky like, is blue. But, like, he's, like, um, and the company making the movie is, like, apparently, like, just a right-wing, like, like, Hollywood company. Like, they specialize in this, and that guy especially specializes in it. And, um... Yeah, he just got arrested this year, and there's like audio. There's like, it like had been floating around like audio of like one of his victims, literally recorded him like trying to assault her, um, and it's just now that he's actually getting arrested. So, I mean, what I can tell is just very good people behind this movie, of course. Yeah, and sorry, um, when I said that the Daily Wire produced it, I was incorrect. They are simply distributing the movie yeah. because no one else will distribute it. Right. So the Daily Wire is the only one who's yeah, going to yeah. do it. So they didn't actually produce it. Again, further backing up, like this is just a bad Hollywood flick yeah. uh, aimed at conservatives. But what I really want to see is like full creative control from Ben Shapiro. Making you, know what's, you know what's really annoying is like the fact that these Hollywood movies that are um, geared more towards like the right wingers aren't as interesting. Like I said, as the ones that used to be geared towards right wingers, like yeah. older, like caught movies or, um, you know, even like, like I, I was thinking about this just while you were saying, it's just a, a crappy Hollywood movie. The, the religious films are just terrible now. Like the old religious films are like kind of good, right? Like the, the biblical epics and stuff like the sword and sandals, like, God is this yeah, all like powerful Yeah, like Ben Hur. Like Ben Hur is like one of these like um, in film in cinema is like uh, really ambitious. I mean, and it tells like I mean like the core of it's like the super like religious Christ story, right? I'm, if I'm not yeah. incorrect, but yeah, it's like it was super ambitious for its time. And like, the the Christian animation films like uh, Joseph and then the one about Moses, like the animation is incredible and the soundtracks are just like really good. Veggie, veggie tales, you know, like even veggie tales is decent, yeah. like still holds up like the gospel according to St. Matthew. Right. Which is a, an incredible film. And I highly recommend everyone see it. It's just this like incredible movie that was like, it's not really geared towards religious people. Cause the guy who made it was like a gay atheist Marxist in the sixties. Right. So, which is like mm-hmm. when all of that Italian guy was, was like, not, you're not supposed to be any of those things in the sixties. Right. Yeah. Um, 
But that's like an incredible film that's religious. It's it's highly religious, which is uh, kind of like its appeal. But then they, you have these people, you have these films that are like God is not dead. Where like I don't know, a boy like drowns in in cold water and like loses his, the feeling in his legs. But they like this rural like white family has hope, and it's just like oh okay, like that's boring. My and parents, like, yeah, my parents would drag me. So like the the local theater uh, in Cartersville. But it used to be a car mine. Yeah, they yeah, would yeah. play like those low budget uh, Christian mm-hmm. movies, and my parents would take me to them. And there's one called like the Prayer Room. Like you guys remember uh, Facing the Giants? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the football some... Christian football movie. Yes, yeah, so like um, anyway, like does that remember the Giants? No, the... no, 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 no. Remember no. the Titans? No, this, this is a different. Yeah, it's um, it is a different movie. Um, are there are there was one movie with like cops too. Yes, that was the second one. So the first one, this, <laughs> okay. the same company and same actors. It's almost like an anthology series. They they do facing the giants, where like it's about a football coach in this town and how like I guess God will help you win football. Um, and then the second Which, one was about police officers. Yes. All the same actors, same production company, but it's about police officers. They made a third one and they made more subsequent films. But the third one, I remember like distinctly being the worst one they produced, which was called like The Prayer Room. And literally the entire movie is about this one person who goes and prays in this room. And it's somehow cool. more important. Like, that's how boring they got. At least Facing the Giants with that football and, like, some action to it. I don't remember the cop movie that well. But, like, to your I point, think Matt, one of them, more boring. One of them, yeah, one of them dies, I think, in the cop movie. Like, they get killed in, like, on the job. And it's, like, like the, all those movies, like, so if you look at, like, you know, like, you know, horror, right? I watched quite a bit of horror. And... In the 70s, you had, like, these satanic panic-type films, right, that dealt with, like, Catholicism. Like, especially, like, Catholicism, I feel like, was we're, we're at the center. Because, like, I feel like the perception in, like, America is, like, Roman Catholic. It's almost viewed as, like, a like a weird pagan-type thing. Like, it's, yeah. like, they're, like, like the, the imagery of, like, the Vatican and, like, like, priests. It's, like, more powerful than, like, your just typical, like, just... You know, Baptist it's more type. it's more aesthetically yeah. pleasing. I feel like the Catholic, uh, the Catholic aesthetic versus like the Protestant aesthetic. Like, I mean, if you look at the Catholic churches or, you know, the ceremony around Catholic ceremonies, it's a lot, um, you know, it's a lot more aesthetically pleasing. So it, it kind of translates better to film, in my opinion. Yeah. And like the good sort of movies from that era, I mean, The Exorcist being like, I mean, you may not like 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 the movie, but as far as its themes goes, it's probably the best uh, dealing with that of of like dealing with like sort of battles of faith, but also leaving room for like um, like doubt and like this like the struggle within yourself as far as like your faith in God or in in whatever. Right? Um, and the bad ones will just like turn it into like a very um, clear cut god is good the devil bad and god has to like they have to get into a fist fight and god has to win um so but i I feel like in general though like movies centered around say roman catholicism or whatever are better in the sense that there's just there's this inclusion of doubt and internal struggle whereas with like like american protestant movies like there's no doubt ever like you know god's real you know it's like you're you not know, allowed you to, to doubt. You, you can't like you can never. And if there is doubt, it's very surface level. And it's always their faith is always rewarded. Like it's never there's never any real struggle or doubt that this faith they have will go unrewarded. And it's all and it's like the most cookie cutter type, like like tribulations they go through. Like, yeah, you have this accident or someone gets hurt. Someone dies. And then it's like, oh, is he going to believe in God after this? And it's like, <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> like, there's nothing you give nothing to indicate that he's not going to. Like the movie, they're very teleological in that they know the end point. You know the end point, and it's just reassurance for people watching it. It's just to reassure themselves that, yeah, God's real, and I'm definitely not wasting my time. 
with all this. So, Cole, um, what was that movie that you recommended to me? I ended up watching it, but it was black and white about this guy who dies and he's trying to find God. And he kind of like... The Seventh Seal? The Seventh Seal, yeah. Because I remember yeah. that movie is one of the best movies that tackles oh, like yeah, religion. Yeah. I've never seen it. I've just seen the I've seen the cut like the uh, steel stills from it. I think you would yeah. absolutely love it, Matt. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's um like just bare bones of it is yeah, it's this guy, he's a knight returning from the crusades. So he um you know went over uh, and fought in the crusades mm-hmm. and he returns and he like he's not dead yet, but he is approaching death. And the movie kind of starts with him confronting death, right? And they have like a chess match. And, you know, uh, this whole thing where like there's kind of like there's like this recognition, right, of what's going to happen. But then like death is kind of like, well, you're not ready yet. Maybe, you know, you go find like he essentially like, kind of like lets him go to find answers because he is like, um, kind of trying to reconcile the fact that he killed people in the name of this religion, but he has absolutely no idea if it's actually any of it's true or if after death he's going to experience this or not. Like he's completely full of doubt. Yeah. And the whole movie is trying to deal in, in the wake of sort of like medieval. Um, I believe he's in like there it's in Sweden or modern day Sweden, sort of medieval Europe that's going through like the black death. And there's this like really, really heightened like piety amongst people because people are so scared of death that mm-hmm. they're trying to get you know right with the Lord and all that stuff. So yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Um, I actually just ordered. Uh, I, we can get off movie talks and talk about politics in just a minute, but I actually ordered uh, Pasolini's film Sallow because like oh, yeah. every. Everyone for a while, there was so, such a weird thing. Like everyone for a while was talking about Sallow. And I was just like, literally, I heard about Pasolini like in passing on Red Scare. And I like looked him up and they were talking about like his films and stuff and how he was like, you know, he had like an interesting um, history where he was like this poet and then he was like this writer. And like there's rumors that he got killed by the mob and he's this like gay atheist Marxist in the sixties making these like anti world war two, anti Italian movies with like the peasantry and stuff in it. Like he would go and like find people in the Italian countryside and hire them as their, as his actors. So I was like, all of this sounds really cool. So I started watching like all of his movies and the only movie, one of the only movies I haven't, I haven't seen his first two movies and then I haven't seen um, Salo, which is like, the one that a couple of months ago was just like blowing up on Twitter. Yeah. 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 Um, so, and I tried to find it and I couldn't find a way to watch it, stream it or anything like that. So I had to order the criterion mm-hmm. Blu-ray and I like pa- Pasolini enough. I feel like even if it's a bad movie, it's like justified that I ordered it. You know, I, I think, like I said, the gospel according to St. Matthew is like one of the greatest movies that I've ever seen. So, um, you know, I, I think that, that, it was just kind of interesting that that one that is like his most famous one was the one I haven't seen. Yeah. I remember Salo from the primary cycle because I think after New Hampshire, Virgil, Texas from Chapa posted a still from the movie. Of Where like, he like, I think he's like his, getting his tongue like razored or whatever. Yeah. 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 Where like he's being tortured and he said like from the Buttigieg, like, like headquarters. Right. And, um, which was funny, and then everyone basically said you're being homophobic. Um, <laughs> for, He's because, not even gay, right? But Pete's gay, <laughs> and there's and literally the connection. Made no, that's what that, Josh was saying was Pete's not even gay. No, that's what I'm saying is like Pete's not gay, right? But yeah. they think he is. And the connection they made was that in the movie, which is it shouldn't be spoilers, Matt. Just in the movie, there are like bits where like dudes get fucked in the ass. And well, so yeah. he's not showing that picture. <laughs> he's showing them like, like are you saying, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, there, well, the thing is, like, it's it's not like as it's like a you know for for Pasolini, like as a gay man making this movie, he's like making this this uh, Marquise de Sade right fucking mm-hmm. book uh, about like sexual, you know, and you know, de Sade was gay too. He's making this book about sexual depravity. He's like setting it in world war two and, and making it to where these Nazis, these Italian fascists are like 
sexually torturing these guys, right? So right, like the like the yeah, like the general idea being it's like the end of the it's the end of the empire. It's all coming down to like just doing what conservatives do now, which is just just full like throatedly going like enjoying the the empire as it decays, like like stuffing yourself with like like a cheeseburger and beer, right? Because like you know, knowing it's you know in the back of your head, probably it's all going away, but you're gonna enjoy the fuck out of it while mm-hmm. it is, which honestly makes sense to me. But so, uh, do we want to talk about some politics, guys? Do we? Do we want to talk about um, uh, the different the, the the differing things that are happening currently in politics, such as uh, Joe Biden um, not giving us two thousand dollars well he's not not giving us two thousand dollars well yeah right like technically mad um if you add it together see um this is you know how i deal with stuff is that like you know oh oh my bill comes out to this well technically when i was last in here i paid you this much so um if we just add that to to this then i'm good um yeah that's how it works uh, when Biden was, you know, going up there telling us $2,000, when John Ossoff was, you know, struggling to hold like his skin mask on while he was telling us about $2,000. <laughs> yeah. But what they actually meant, uh, if we were just, if we would stop being so fucking stupid, right? Cause that's the problem is that we're so stupid. You know, if we could just stop being so fucking dumb and realize that two numbers, you add them together, right? You get that much. And that's what they've always been saying, you know. So really, it's on us for for being so so stupid and really and really downright spoiled. You know, we're asking for so much. You know, well, see, it's not Cole, fair. Cole, there's a saying where I come from. Actually, I think they say it in Tennessee sometimes, where it's like, it's you know, fool me once, shame on shame on me, but fool me yeah. twice, shame on me get, as well. Uh, won't also? get fooled again. <laughs> I won't get fooled. That's you, the, the point of the story is you won't get fooled again. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a saying where I come from, which is vote for Biden because he's better than Trump. And then also, like, let's push him left when he gets in. But then let's yeah. not push him left at all. And in fact, let's push him right on many issues. Um, I, do have, issues. I do have some good news in the Biden front. And he came out and stated that he was going oh, to suspend... He, okay. Uh, sending arms to the Saudis to wage their unjust war in Yemen. That's actually just a genocide. Um, And now he's gone a step further and said he's going to discontinue all arms sales permanently. Um, But there's a little like asterisk at the end, which is he's going to continue to support Saudi Arabia because they're one of our strongest allies. They definitely didn't do 9-11. Um, <laughs> uh, where he will provide, the hip, I like it. He will no. aid in the defense of Saudi Arabia. Oh, okay, that's great. That's, I mean, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to hear this. Like, which I'll tentatively say, if if it's if it's what it says it is, okay, then that's that is good. But yes. that last fucking wrinkle, you just know what all they're gonna say is well. Oh, poor South. Oh, they 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 got they had like their incompetent idiot troops getting keep like stepping in a mousetrap and getting <laughs> blown the fuck up by the Houthis. So we have to send them fucking tactical nuclear warheads yeah. to defend themselves. Which honestly, it's like Israel, right? It's like the yeah. the aid to Israel, where it's like Palestinian children are like throwing rocks at Israeli shol- soldiers, and we're like, we have to defend against the terrorists, so we just send them fucking cruise missiles. But like, I, like taking it. For, honestly, though, I, I love how when I said that about Israel, Discord just stopped responding. Like that was fantastic. I started talking about Israel, and then it said Discord's not responding. That's very telling. <laughs> <laughs> we see you with your space lasers. Someone's someone's ears were burning. Yeah. Um, no, like, but uh, I mean, really, Saudi Arabia does need it. Like Israel doesn't need any money for defense. Saudi Arabia's troops are the least fucking effective. Like, like one, like 20 guys, like with 
like like fucking frag grenades strapped onto RC cars could take Riyadh probably. <laughs> like they're so fucking incompetent. Like we like literally it, it would be like we remove all our troops and then Saudi Arabia is partitioned by Oman and Yemen by like next fucking month. Like that's you know the level of incompetence they have. So yeah, good on Joe, I guess. Keep them like they need they really need it. Yeah, it's a it's a step in the right direction and yes the 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 thing though like you know everyone i hope already knows is that obama's administration is the one who like started funding the saudis to for their genocide in the first place and granted right, yeah. you know it's not directly biden but he was still involved so at least he is taking a step in the right direction and i heard one political commentator say you know at the very least what we can take away from is that biden might sometimes surprise us and being like making the right decision, and this is a step in the right direction. It's not perfect as it as it stands right now, though, because yeah, holds but your breath. At what because like, can, we're yeah. getting we're getting Patriot Act Part Two right now with the fucking people talking about the Capitol Hill shit. So, I mean, yeah, like I, I'll say this is that on this on this one thing, right? Kind of se- separating out into a vacuum. Yeah, it's a, it's good for us not to so, continue so Matt, to support to your, that. So, Matt, to, to, to something you just mentioned, which is going to be like our bouncing off point, um, is it confirmed that we're doing Patriot Act, Patriot Act Part 2, or is this just like scuttlebutt, like people are talking about it? Biden was talking about doing this thing where he's like, wants to outlaw like extremist like yeah. factions or whatever, which is kind of dumb because like he doesn't say... Hey, I want to stop white supremacists. He's saying like anything that's viewed as like politically hostile or politically extreme. You know, gotcha. the way he worded it was kind of like this. But yeah, it's it's just kind of funny. Like at risk of um, putting my foot in my mouth again, so I'm just gonna blow through this really quickly. It's kind of funny too that like a lot of the the hoopla of like what what happened at the Capitol, instead of it being like a retarded demonstration of like just a bunch of idiots storming it or whatever, just taking selfies. Like it was kind of funny. Like uh, recently they, they figured out that like AOC wasn't in the Capitol. Like she was in the offices, like at this Republican um, Congresswoman's office. So again, uh, at the risk of putting my foot in my mouth, I just find that kind of funny, but also uh-huh. like Patriot Act two, electric boogaloo that would be hilarious like if they're just like you know what like the greatest threat to our nation is like q shaman so we're gonna have to like yeah put people in guantanamo bay cool all right i need you to now live on record are you related to the q shaman (laughs) do you know him personally so yeah like right before so what's really funny about that is that so the joke of that tweet, so it was a guy, it was a guy saying he, he went through the FBI like official report and there's that picture of like the Q shaman and this guy next to him. And the guy next to him is the guy they're referring to with the, the same last name as me, right? So the Q shaman is named something different. And the guy next to him is like the guy they're like getting this deposition from. But what, and I saw that, I saw my name on there. I sent it to y'all and I was like, oh, oh, oh fuck, right? Oh, funny. But what the actual joke is, is that someone that was a photoshopped image. So someone had taken that and photoshopped onto a painting in the background. This like big naked black guy. <laughs> <laughs> just this big. He looked like Ronnie Coleman. I don't know if he's Ronnie <laughs> Coleman, but he looked like this big, just muscly, buff, thick black guy. who's was naked, fully butt naked. And I didn't even see that in the first place. So I just sent it to y'all thinking, oh, my name's on here. That's funny. And I looked at it again, and I realized, <laughs> oh, it's this big bald motherfucker in the back. That's what's funny, <laughs> like, like, because like I couldn't figure it out. I was like, why is this notable? Like, I guess I don't know why the picture is notable. And it's because the guy looked at it, didn't notice that someone had taken like just the 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 most like glorious looking naked black guy you can imagine, and just stuck it right in there. And I was like, God, I, I guess. Though I mean I am related to that guy, to the naked black guy, but I'm not related to the Q shaman. Is is McCreary like a common name in the US or is it kind of small? We're gonna bleep that. Um is I don't know. I will bleep it. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You know, as I kinda try to avoid uh, saying (laughs) there. 
Can um, we also like you can leave this part in, but can we cut out the first part that I was talking about? Uh, yes, DMs? where you specifically referenced uh, some she who will not some, be named. Yeah, can we cut that out, please? Yes, that will be removed. Yeah. So as to not create any further tension. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not like actually worried about it. I just like to keep a, a semblance of, like, if anyone, any random person were to, yeah. I would like, I like to keep a, some semblance of like, ooh, who am I? Um, oh anyway. no, dude! Like, I, I had my name like in my fucking. <laughs> yeah. You have your name too. Like, you need to change your Twitter ad. Well, it's like I, I probably should, but I thought putting like I, I obfuscated it, it enough, but maybe not. Because um, my your, yeah, go ahead. Full name in my Twitter at yeah, so. yeah, both you, all y'all, we all did. Yeah, um, we did. Mm. Change it recently. So starting, talk multiple <laughs> times. So sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So Josh, um, answer your question. That name, my name, last name. It has multiple spellings, and if you include like variations in that spelling, it is kind of um, more common. Um, but um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's super common. I run across it uh, every now and then. Um, I want to see when I last. I know there's like a couple I've of producers never... uh, for SVU have my last name. Oh, I've uh, never but, met a yeah. single person who has my last name. But then also, uh, funnily enough, like there's a fictional character, and I won't tell you who, but there's a fictional character <laughs> on NCIS who has my last name. <laughs> That's fun. It's just like one character on NCIS who has my last name. They're just like, what's like a very uncommon last name? Oh, here we go. What, were there they like, a, a, like an Irish leprechaun? Like, oh, I mean, like he tires. <laughs> oh, Father O'Malley, it seems like we need to be solving these Navy crimes here. Yeah, he was a detective, which was kind of funny. Um, There there was this like country music guy who had like a name that was, it was spelled different, but you would say it the same. Um. And on Facebook, this was like a decade ago. So like, I don't think um, some like this girl like email not email (laughs) message me on facebook (laughs) to ask me if i was related to him and i said yeah i'm his father (laughs) because i was like 15 i thought it was funny you're Um, like this is incredible i'm fixing to blow this chick's mind (laughs) yeah but it was like the type it was like unsatisfying because she was like what (laughs) i was like i don't have to fucking explain this you know Good, fantastic! Love the fifteen-year-old human. That's <laughs> great. So, oh, I was like a, a to- I was a massive just, piece of sh- piece. And you just scream the N word at her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She gets like a like a like a little ding, like voice message from, <laughs> from this guy. Just screaming obscenities, screaming things that would get you canceled nowadays. No, I was like an at- like I would get like messages from girls just like being like, hey. And if I didn't think they were attractive, I would say stuff like "not interesting." <laughs> 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 I'd be like, I, "I would just say nope, rejected." <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, "Like, like what a like uh, two is like." I was like, "Much." I was less attractive then, I think, than I am now. I was like fat and gross, so like <laughs> I was literally just shooting them down. <laughs> and it's like. What 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 a total like egoist! It makes it even better though yeah. that you were like I was just a shitty fifteen year old. Yeah, really. <laughs> Eating your pizza rolls in yeah. your mom's basement, just like shitting on these girls. Yeah, just getting a message from a like some, some <laughs> nice young lady being like, like hi. And I'm just like I'm not buying what you're selling, honey. <laughs> like saying shit like that. Dude, there was uh, I was walking by while the roommates were watching uh, my 600 pound life, and uh, <laughs> one of the things, one, it's like I can't watch that. I'm like, oh god. Um, but Just one of the it's things too was, cringy, or yeah. yeah, one of the things like this chick was walking by, and someone goes, <laughs> someone was like, oh look, Shamu escaped from Sea World. Oh no. god. <laughs> I was like, that's one of those moments that was that much like the Stacey Abrams tweet and much like the guy who's like, oh, it's hilarious, isn't it? The people in the bar. It was just yeah. like one of those moments that was so like, I can't believe it was an actual moment. 
That someone like said, yeah, yeah, said it out like, loud. Yeah, you were so owned at that moment. I started dying laughing. I was like, "Damn, dude, you just have to like you have to go home and just like decompress after that one." Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been really enjoying the. Uh, I just like uh, like giving Comtown a plug. Just I really enjoy any time they like uh, go ahead and stop being fat. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I just really like because it's like it's it's usually very like clever. Um, I, I love this. Like he mentioned like him biking back and forth. And then he mentioned mm-hmm. like the bike has like a, like a, like an electrical component. And they just started like, like saying he's like riding just a fucking motorized scooter. Back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Or, like I keep thinking of one where it was like, stop went to the grocery store. And then they're saying like, it was like, yeah, as he walked out, by the time he got to his car, he had, ate all, he had eaten all the groceries. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still like a uh, little off the pod chatter, but I still don't understand. Like, uh, I, I still don't remember that part. And I don't listen to that entire podcast, but I still don't remember the part where they did the Nanette thing. They did it like, like it was like a constant thread through the whole episode. I'm surprised because, like, I, I listened to <laughs> you know depression, to- man. Yeah, and they would just like break into like them just doing it causes it causes two yeah. things. It causes memory loss and it also causes you to misremember facts about things. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um you to you to confidently say something that was that is definitely totally a wrong. meme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um No, because yeah, that episode is like um them doing it and then there's a funny part where like because of course Adam gets involved to make it worse, and he like says that, like because like they were just saying like 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 uh, offensive shit in her voice, right? Because mm-hmm. she's like her brand of comedy is like very very woke and stuff, so they were just like turning it on its head, and Adam was just like, oh, I'll be woke too in it, and Nick like literally <laughs> in her voice just like fucking owned him and was like, maybe Adam, we're trying to like you know show how shitty she seems to us by saying these things in her voice. Maybe yeah. you should do that too. Maybe you should do the bit like the rest of us are doing. Yeah, don't say yeah. what what Nanette would actually yeah, say. Exactly. Yeah, they were saying, don't say what she would actually say. Matt, it's did you, I've, you may have just said this, but did you get around to listening to the Nanette bit yet? No. Dude, okay, um, so that that whole episode, the first like 40 minutes is some of the best 40 minutes like I've ever heard of come down. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, go, they go in. Um. Also, I I think it's uh, her name's not Nanette. It's Josh, Hannah Gadsby. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. It's I, funny okay. That um. To so I did after that bit, and they've talked about Nanette before. So Nanette is the name of oh. Hannah Gadsby's special Netflix special. And yeah. um, Hannah Gadsby, for those of you that don't know, is a Tasmanian comic. She's <laughs> like a she like yeah. the devil. Yes. She, <laughs> Yes, she spins like, into like a cyclone to come onto stage. <laughs> um, but no, she's she's well known for being like an outspoken lesbian comic from Tasmania. And she had a special that was a lot of people got angry at her for this special because mm-hmm. it was more of uh, a TED talk than like a comedy show. I ended up watching it and I I get if you're going in thinking it's going to be a, a comedy, you could be a little disappointed at most. I don't, but I don't really understand where the vitriol has, comes from because she just talks about like her lived experience and a lot of things she's Hello? gone through. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you cut out there, bud? <laughs> yeah. My f- freaking computer just decided to like poop out real quick. Weird. I like. I accidentally hit my mic and it like unplugged. So I plugged it back in and then my mic was just, just like, oh, never mind. I just imagine you like tripping over Kate, like 30 <laughs> wires and cables. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. anyway. Like yeah, go ahead. Yeah. To, to, I'll just pick up where I left off. But um, I understand if you were going into it expecting a comedy bit, you would be a little bit disappointed because there are some like she does make some jokes. They're not very funny, but it's mostly just to relieve tension. <laughs> Um, but in, I did, in yeah, in the net, yeah, yeah. I did empathize with her and I did towards the end of it. It was pretty emotional. Um, well, she, she, it's like a performance piece. And then she like, she kind of ends with, I'm 
leaving comedy because I yeah. can't do this anymore. And then creates another comedy special, which is like a weird, I don't yeah, know. And so I think yeah. the, the criticism does come from like her using her own story for, for entertainment or whatever in a way, which kind of undercuts her whole point. But I, I mean, I'm not going to go like center death threats because she did talk about like, well, it's like what it, what it was, I think with, with Mimet specifically with Hannah Gatsby's Mimet is that like, it's not a comedy special. It's more like a, a performing art yeah. piece, right? Where there is yeah. comedy yeah. elements in it where she's doing, she originally does like a stand up special. And then what happens is she like transitions into like talking about the problems with comedy and, and the problems with like her own life and mm-hmm. stuff like that. To, which leads her again to, to to say I'm quitting. I don't know if I can continue comedy. I'm quitting comedy. Um, which again, like I said, kind of undercuts it when she comes back. When she I tries just, to keep doing it, yeah. When yeah. she does, which is like you can't really like do that again because that's just like a, you know, that was like a moment in, in your your personal comedic career where you know just kind of like that was the end. It seemed like at at, at the time, but um. The biggest thing about it is like what what led to that, like what what's led from that is like Dave Chappelle having to do this like anti woke comedy special where it was like he does a comedy special that's actually pretty funny. You know, a lot of this stuff is funny, but then at the same time he's like giving his personal views on like everything, which I mean right, comedian, yeah, yeah, yeah. comedians do anyway. But like it's less like interwoven into the comedy and more like let me talk about my thoughts on trans people really quick. It's like uh, yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, so it's it's taking like which like even too like if you listen to like an ep like it's an older episode because the special is quite old at this point or it's a few years old or or Cuntown, Cuntown talks about it like they and they, it's not like they go in and be like oh she's a dumb bitch she's not funny they they sort of talk like what you said Matt what you said Josh just sort of like saying like this is like what she's doing with it and I mean it's not funny. Um, also, they say like she look, she's ugly, <laughs> you know. It's, it's part for the course, um, but yeah. But I, I I I agree with your point, Matt. In that, like Bill Burr, like has done that too. Like his comedy has always been like just him giving these observations, like while being like I'm stupid and dumb, and the things I think are dumb because of that, but mm-hmm. they're funny because I'm saying it in like a very Boston way. Yeah. Um, but now he believes it too. Like they all, they all just like think their personal views now are worth. Like it's not about like like being funny. Like I remember, like you know, it's like about being right or good. It's like, oh, whatever. Anna from Red Scare was like, well, Dave doesn't have to be funny. He just has to be like because he's saying true things. It's like, no, he has to be funny. That's the one fucking job he has. The one function of being a comedian is to be funny. Yeah. So if you're not being funny. And then you're like failing at that job, you know, you know what I mean? But yeah, no, I, the thing is like comedy has always had a like social commentary aspect to it just because like comedians are people, right? So they kind of inject their own like flavor into it. But the biggest thing about like a Nanette special or whatever, which I mean, like I watched Nanette, I watched all of it. Um, I, you know, enjoyed it for what it was, I guess, but like, it's not, funny you know it's not a com- I, I wouldn't ever call it a comedy special yeah and the thing is like either though yeah well i mean i don't know about that but i, I just think like the thing about it is like the comedy now like when come town says comedy's dead is because comedy d- does have to have this like transgressive like element to it in 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 the sense that it's like transgressing something it doesn't have to necessarily be like anti-woke or whatever but at the same time like just going up on stage and being like this is how i feel and this is how you should feel and this is what i think yeah, is like yeah, a yeah. bad thing because you have to craft a joke if you think and feel those things you have to craft a joke around it like one of the best pieces of like comedy that's that's non that you can say is like not punching down or whatever is like key and peel with their like i remember someone said like you don't have to say any profanity to be hilarious which is like key and peel in this uh in that uh uh, continental breakfast which is such a good one but it's like this it's this uh it, it's it's transgressive in the way that it's like it, it's it doesn't transgress any like social mores or whatever it's not like it's not like oh my god like they're eating a banana wrong or whatever the black guy like, in a hotel you know right it's not like that or anything like that but it's like a parody of you know 
it's a parody of like continental breakfast and it's like that type of stuff. So it's, it's got comedy elements in it. Um, but it's not necessarily like, you know, the most anti woke or it's not even the most woke. It's just like pure comedy, which is funny. Do you uh, think great- the reason besides their own like arrogance, do you think the reason that comics are turning to more of like, you know, just stating what they think about things instead of actually trying to make them funny or weave them into like a larger narrative. Do you think they're doing that because of like the pressure of you're an influencer, you're, you're like voice matters. And so you have to make sure that like you're leading your viewers in the right direction and molding and guiding their minds instead of letting them think for themselves. Or do you think it's something else that's like causing this to happen in comedy? I think like, as a person who has like stuck my foot in my mouth plenty of fucking times, I think like comedy relies on a sense of like a lot of comedy relies on a sense of transgression and in the fact that you, you do say things wrong. Right. It obviously like a lot of stuff that's funny. I mean, like look at the popularity of come town, come towns like this crude crass humor where you just say like, I'm gay and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right. Which is hilarious because like, you know, it's like just hanging out with the boys like back in the day. Right. Like that's why a lot of people like come town is because it just feels like hanging out with the boys. And that's the thing about like just comedy in general is that it's supposed to be like kind of funny. It, it's, it's supposed to be like, not kind of funny. It's supposed to be kind of like, um, irreverent. Y- yeah. You're supposed to say things that, aren't necessarily true and aren't necessarily what you believe and yeah, things yeah. that like that kind of like transgress the social norms, social mores in a, in a certain way at the very least. But the thing about like now is like as an entertainer, you're not allowed to, to say things that could possibly, cause like we live in this like culture now where you say one thing wrong and you're automatically written off as a human being, you know, um, and I'm not saying that like you should just go up there and be able to say the N word. I'm I'm not like one of those weird free speech absolutists, but like, again, like as a person who stuck his foot in his mouth multiple times, like I think you should be allowed to be wrong. Like I think everyone's wrong. I think that, you know, a lot of the times, like when you say things, you should be allowed to fail when you talk through things. And, and comedy is, is talking through things in a funny manner, yeah. you know, and like crafting these jokes that, can land or may not land or you know that have like this irreverent sort of humor in it and it like if you say the wrong thing and like too many people get the wrong whiff like your career is over so i think the reason why we have a lot of this like woke comedy and a lot of this like anti-woke comedy is because you're not allowed to like transgress anymore because you're if you're canceled so so here's the problem is like if you're canceled for your comedy like you're not going to be successful right but if you're like canceled so hard, you come back, you have like this other like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's other fuck, audience, fuck wokeness audience. And you're like, again, like you're successful in that regard, too. So you either have to be completely like on this. I'm perfect. I will only punch up. I will never punch down comedy stick or you have to be completely 100 percent against it. You can't. There's no like middle ground there. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's um, it's definitely uh, I, I think all that all that plays into it. I think it's um, in with, I mean, Trump and all that, like that, that influence of that has been so um, profound in the sense that like, um, like Felix on uh, Chavo has a good, has a funny bit about how like, like all like the late night talk shows host now and like any, uh, like every comedian now, like who used to post like, like just like, Oh, I got AIDS in my, my baby by fucking it are now like spend half their time crying about something happening about like Trump being like a bad guy or like the Capitol Hill stuff, just like weeping openly on camera, like fucking Jimmy Kimmel, like, uh, like, like used to do, like used to do blackface on the man show. He put blackface on it. Like, really? Girls, yeah. He touched girls tits and <laughs> oh be like, God. whoa, honey. You got a nice pussy on you. And now he's just like, now he's the guy who like talks about his son or did cry. I was about to say, yeah, time. cries all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, like we, like the bad man's gone. We're safe now. It's like, like, like is the version of you that used to do the man show. Is he like locked into like the shadow dimension from like, like, like Superman, like four, like he's just in a shard of glass floating through space, trying to get out. While you just go on go on TV every fucking night 
and just cry. Anyway, anyone uh, anyone named Jimmy should not be allowed to be famous. Yeah, they're all bad. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's just go ahead and say that now. Like anyone, um, anyone named Jimmy just like should immediately be disqualified from being fame, like having fame. Yeah. Also, like both the Jimmys are just absolutely the worst people and not funny at all. Most of the late night people aren't funny. I mean, like fucking what's his name? James Corden. That dude fucking sucks. Yeah, but people have known he sucks for a a long time, too. I think more people are coming around to to the Dude, You don't like carpool karaoke. So bad. Like, oh, it's so funny that you're fat and like. A gay theater nerd, like that's great. <laughs> he he's also the witch from Hansel and Gretel. Like he absolutely lures children to his house <laughs> with candy and then just eats them. I mean, like, the he, I think the greatest indictment of him is like fucking Jean Luc Picard saying he hates him. You know, I think yeah, that's the greatest. Right. Oh fucking Matt, you did that once in the box. <laughs> just did, in his voice, he called him like a fat retard. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, no, it's great. I I watched uh like like Colbert, who I feel like to me, I, most oh poor Colbert, dude. Like he's the, he's he sucks. He sucks so hard now. He's the worst. The I Colbert mean, rapport was great. Yeah, he doesn't cry as much, but he sucks. Like I watched like in the gym, like like he had Joe Biden on, and like yeah, Joe Biden gets to go to all these different like talk shows and just get his dick sucked because they're all they're so happy he's there. Oh, we're safe. Oh, Mr. Biden, please. And like, like I don't expect Colbert to like get him on anything, but I was just like watching it. And like, he was just saying like, you know, you're so real and such a real person and people love that. I love you. Oh, you're so great. And tell us about your son, please. Tell us about Bo dying. It's like, God, can you like, you know, all this shit, he just gets to go on talk about his dead fucking son, you know, get to, get to just milk more out of that. And no one's going to, like, ask him, like, are you going to get the fucking kids out of cages? Are you going to give us the checks like you promised? Like, even something like that. Like, I don't – I know I don't expect that out of him. But just – I was like, man, we are it, – it's just – everyone's so – like, this class of people, like Colbert and the others, are so – trying to make it, like, like so hard want this him to be the guy that just puts everything back to, like, pre-2016. Like they want that so bad, you know, like psychically they need that. And it's funny to see them try to like make that happen in reality. And like they have Joe Biden just shambling on and it's like, yes, here's the guy. Here's our fucking champion or whatever. I think one thing Biden's shown us is that having a dead son or dead wife is a really great career move. I mean, just look at Patton Oswalt. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> You know, maybe you murder your wife on <laughs> special her, circumstances yeah. or your son. No evidence to support that, but maybe you did. Actually, maybe you, you know did. what? He did. I'm saying it right now. Confirmed murderer, Patton Oswalt. Thank God. Finally. Lock him up. Yeah. You know, that's something that I, I've, again, like I can't say that. I'm not allowed anymore to say that Patton nah. Oswalt we'll murdered his you. wife. He murdered his wife. Matt, you are allowed to say... Anything you want, and you if in retrospect we need to bleep it out, we bleep it out. You know, <laughs> I want you, yeah. I want unhinged, fucking loose cannon, firing Untethered, all yeah. guns, Matt McCadden. We can worry about regrets later at the end. Of the <laughs> yeah, we can, we all can. Yeah, we're able to. <laughs> we, can. we definitely we can shoulder the burden together, just the three amigos. Yeah. One might even say that we have a, a fourth <laughs> appendage. Yeah. <laughs> That uh, keeps that keeps me in line. Keeps us honest, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we say something to totally, completely with confidence, one hundred percent with confidence, wrong, yeah. And that is absolutely the most wrong thing that any person could say ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great. Um, can so, I tell you guys uh, another gym story? Yeah. Yeah. I love your gym stories, but you're getting all sweaty. God, yeah. I need to fucking find a different time to work out. Like a- after work is not working for me. There's too many people there and they're yeah. like all the equipment and all like literally all the benches, all the equipment, like everything was used. And I was just like, I guess I'll go home now. <laughs> Matt, you still use Planet Fitness? Yeah. Is there, uh, there's probably not a workout anytime, not a workout anytime. Yeah. Workout anytime in your area. 
I think there might be one near the liquor store, which is kind of funny. Yeah. So I, I've been using that. I, I switched off Planet Fitness. Oh. And yes, because the one, there's one like eight minutes from my girlfriend's house. Yeah. So uh, whereas the Planet Fitness, uh, like relative to hers, is like a half hour. So um, that helps. They have free weights. And generally, it's like a smaller gym, but they do have like a bench, uh, maybe a couple benches, depending, and then squat rack and the like. And I mean, I love free. I like I'm loving using free weights. But the one in Carswell I use, um, I am convinced that the people who own it are trying to let it deteriorate to a point where they could sell it because there there's never been anyone there. There's never been any staff there. And I've been there when there's supposed to be staff there. There's no one. What, what time of day is this? What time of day? Yeah. They, they're supposed to have someone there till nine. I've been there like seven thirty eight, and no, no one, like not a single person. <laughs> I think they clean it maybe once or twice a week. <laughs> so wait, hold on. So is it something like, is it locked and you swipe in or something or? Yes. So like you can get, the, you can access it 24 seven. Um, there are staffed hours. So if you need to use like staffed, like whatever stuff, like the tanning bed and all that shit, I don't, I don't use that. Um, yeah. You, you would have to go then, but otherwise you can just, you can, yeah, basically swipe in whenever, um, I go like around like nine or 10 and the car is full one. And usually I'm by myself using it because like there's treadmills and shit there too. Yeah. There's like, so so there's all the stuff that plant fitness has usually pretty much. Um, they work out anytime. Okay. I would try to arrange going to like if there's one in your area to look at it because like all like the ones I've been to, I've been to the Calhoun one, I've been to the one uh in uh Lafayette, uh right, and both of those were really nice. They were well staffed, like a bunch of machines, all that stuff. Uh the one in Carsville, again, I'm convinced <laughs> that they're trying to sell it. There is no toilet paper ever in the bathroom. I, I, br- <laughs> I bring my own because <laughs> holy shit! No joke. I That's went awesome, there. Dude. I went there one night and I took a shit and I realized there's no toilet paper. <laughs> so I took one of their washcloths and I just I just <gasps> it. I put some soap. And I wiped my ass. With <laughs> oh, 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 oh god! So I bring my own toilet paper now. Oh, I know. I know you do enjoy. Oh. I do. You do know you enjoy the free weights, but is it really worth having to bring your own toilet paper? <laughs> well, I just put it in my bag. I just bring it in. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just guys, shit trust me, sink. it's totally it worth the gym membership. <laughs> it's it's worth. It? Oh, okay. So it's well. First, it's worth it to me because. It's the closest I can get to working out just totally by myself, right? With all the weight. Literally, literally, it's yes. just an abandoned warehouse that someone left. <laughs> I mean, it really feels. It really feels that. It feels. I told my girlfriend, I was like, <laughs> the inmates run the asylum in this gym. Like, there is no one to lead the ship. There's, there's no, pa- there's no paper towels either. <laughs> Fantastic. What you don't realize is the place has been like abandoned for months. And wow, they- a workout anytime. That hasn't been a workout anytime <laughs> in 30 years. What's funny is I looked at the reviews for it, which I like my home gym, the one like sort of where I, I bought my membership at was the one in Lafayette. And again, they have guys there. Um and well run and all that stuff. But the one in cars, I looked up reviews and all the the recent reviews are people saying there's no one there. <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing. <laughs> like someone's like, I bought a membership and went to pick up my card and there's no one there. <laughs> so, oh, 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 just uh, another, like I found a balled up paper towel with blood on it. What the the f- <laughs> it was just laying out. I have a picture of it. I'm not joking. Someone just got a nasty nosebleed and left the bloody tissue. Yeah. It's left a bloody rack in there. And there were other guys there. Bro, like this is two. so good. So I, I knew, I, I have to imagine one of them's like, but no one, like what's, what's funny too is that people are in there, they are working out and none of them like seem to like have any, none of them acknowledge what's going on. It, it's weird. It's like they're all in on it. Like I feel like they all know, like 
that whoever owns this is like just it's like a tax write-off thing and they're trying to get people to stop coming so they can sell it why why you coal know? you've yeah. always been here but anyway though the 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 story right was that i i can't i come in you know and i'm in the locker room and i'm like tying my shoes or whatever and i was like singing to myself um you know, like nine to five by Dolly Parton. Yeah. So to that tune, I was like saying out loud, just singing to myself, um, like sucking on a dick because I really love penis. You know, like like to that tune, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was like right around. You know, I said a couple. I did like a couple verses, right? And then like there's one where as soon as I said like penis, like. There was just like a guy walking in, like like right as soon as that <laughs> left my mouth, he was in the room with me. <laughs> like it's like I say the word penis, and then like he's there, he's like he's arrived. Like I hear the jangling of his keys as he's in the door and coming in, and um, yeah, I just uh, my the way to handle that is that I just didn't look his way at all. Yep. Just kept my just eyes pretend on the floor. he didn't hear just, it. Just turned and just walked out. Like as you know how busy they are at like peak hours. Um, like six or so. I will say that um, I've been there. I think, like, I think the earliest like I've been there is around seven. And while I've been there, there have not been at least at my at, at the one in Carsville. There's never more than like four people there at, at any time. Dude. Like I think the most total there were like eight people but then a Bro. couple of them left after the ones in cal the one in calhoun i've been and there's been it's like slightly more people um but not a ton, not a ton still so i've never been Bro. there when it's been super busy i think i um, need to check this out honestly yeah. cool, if you how go much is the membership the... oh yeah so how much it is is so for 10 bucks you can go to like the one gym um mm-hmm. that you buy the membership at for you know um and i think there's uh you can buy it with like a um uh a commitment or not a commitment i think it depends um there is a 20 dollar a month where you can use every single uh location 24 7 i might have to switch then i might yeah. have to go to, i might have to go to my the gym the workout anytime close to here because dude i'm i'm telling you I, i've worked out like twice this week because i hate going after work and i will not go yeah. before work i refuse to go at five o'clock in the morning yeah yeah this is way too early yeah Cole, i would if you yeah, go into or, yeah. if you go into your workout anytime <laughs> and you turn off the lights in the bathroom and you say penis three times in a mirror a man will <laughs> that guy's gonna that guy's gonna show up again yeah um uh matt i would say um so there's twenty dollars a month um there's a thirty dollar a month one and that just you it's all the same but you get like a a big session with a trainer which ugh, fucking good luck getting that at the one in cars <laughs> <laughs> um but you get like the 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 hydro massage and tanning which i feel like you probably don't do that so no, it is actually it is I actually literally cheaper. just yeah I just go um, to yeah. the gym. But like, Matt, you run. also have to factor in like your monthly toilet paper and paper towel costs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you I mean, will I be supplying my gym, toiletries. Like, yeah, I poop at my gym maybe like once a month. So yeah. God, I miss I miss my old gym. Uh I used to go to like a local chain or whatever. I honestly forget what they're called. But it was so fucking oh, oh, yeah. they had, gay guys, gay guys incorporated. Definitely was not. Yeah. It, it was similar, but not exactly the same. But they had, so they yeah, had the a, penis, the penis gym. They had, huh? the, <laughs> they had a pool. They had a jacuzzi. They had indoor basketball courts. They had. Oh, yeah. The YMCA. N- yeah. <laughs> no. But, YMCA. Um, they, they had those movie theater rooms where it's like bikes and they're always playing a movie. So you can watch a movie while you're like trick on the treadmill or whatever. Did you, did you go to like the nice, fucking. Dude. The Falcons practice was <laughs> that's what it like. felt like compared to because I did I had you a paid, membership. You paid a hundred dollars a month for that. I guarantee you, you it paid was a lot of money. Fifty or yeah. something like that. YMCA is like eighty five or something a month. It's like ridiculous. Yeah, you also basketball. have to be one of the village people to get a membership. Well, what you don't understand is that with the YMCA membership is that you get all the amenities and then. Just a steady stream of boys to molest. Like there's, <laughs> it's, it's just you get your pick of them. So 
It's really the fringe benefits that you're paying for. You also have to profess your faith and renounce all your satanic uh, rights. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but again, just a fresh cop crop of young young boys whenever you whenever you need it. It's um, worth the price of admission. Yeah, but hey, we're at an hour, so mm-hmm. um, any final thoughts or? Anyway, see you guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank <Cool>. you. <laughs>